we want to thank the Lord this morning for a wonderful time of grace that we can rejoice in and praise Him. Well, as you are maybe present today or tuned in from all parts of the world, we want to greet everyone and wish you a blessed Christmas and that the Lord will be with us in a special way. As the song has said, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Make him yours more than ever before. Devote your life to him more than ever before. If the Christ child hadn't come, we would have all been lost in darkness and shame. Without him, there is no life. And you will just be dead within. Just serving your own self. Not caring about anyone. Hating. God haters. Haters of the gospel. It is through Christ, through God coming, coming down and being amongst us that we are people. So may the Lord help us that this service will be a blessing to you. Whatever trials, whatever difficulties you are experiencing, here is the light. Here is hope. Here is life in abundance and it is ready for you to accept it and to enjoy a life with Jesus, your Savior. Well, there's so much on my heart, so I must stop here. 
And so we want to ask the Lord to be with us in a special day. We don't know how many Christmases we can still enjoy, but how thankful aren't we that we, once a year, can gather and in thankfulness and in praise to our Lord express our joy and our jubilation. We are thankful for all governments and all nations and all kings that still allow us this privilege of rejoicing in this festive season. And may those nations be blessed because light will be able to shine out and the seeds of the gospel can grow and prosper in such nations. And thanking the Lord in these days for old and young the Lord has used and the Lord has called and these are wonderful times in which we live God reaches out to every individual. And yes, without the gospel, maybe we as older people would not even be here because maybe we would have been euthanized because we're not of value in this world. And maybe the most of our children and our families would maybe just be one child. See what richness we have through the gospel. So, accept what the Lord has got for you today. Don't push it away. It is a blessing which you cannot comprehend that is waiting for you if you come to this Christ child, to this light, to this life, and you are saved out of a dark and dreadful world. So before the choir comes forward, let us still pray. Lord, what a privilege, what grace is this 
that you came down. We praise you that you denied your life, your glory to come down to us to save us and impart life to us. We pray that you would bless this hour as we are gathered here. Bless song and word that proceeds for the furtherance of your cause and your kingdom. And we ask this, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. So we'll ask the choir to please come forward. And thereafter we will hear the message. Kwaizotulelamatulo Stumise, sbongu fika kumtwana, stumise e kamalak. Bese gutige, elokteina lesngisi. Utumo, malube pezulu, utumo gwel pezulu, nagbantu abatoga zelu angena, emshabene. Ngakoge, stumisa unkulungulu, besege kaleni, elesizulu, jesu, esenzelwe, epetlehem, nasechutia. The Zulu song we will be singing speaks of the birth of Christ while he was born in Bethlehem. Then the, uh, the shepherds heard the glad tidings and then they went 
to worship and adore. And the wise men came and asked, where is the, ma- the king to be born? Because we have seen a star. And everyone was in uproar about it. Herod wanted to destroy the child, but we thank God for his victory that he survived. And the Christ child was saved. And then the German song says, Rejoice, O world, your king is coming to you. He comes to you lowly, but in grandeur and splendor. His is the world, his is the majesty. All should bow to him and give him the praise he is worthy of. Hallelujah. 
Thank you very much for what was said already. Thank you also for the singing. Well, I really didn't think I would stand here today. I thought there are many more older people that can do a much better job than me. And even more so, I would have preferred Reverend Stegan standing here. But in obedience, I will share that what the Lord has put on my heart. I think if we've taken to heart that what we've heard in the beginning, we could almost take that and go home already. But there is so much, so much one can share. I've made notes, I've put notes in, I've taken notes out. There is so much. I don't think we can do justice to this event even in an hour or two. As long as I don't talk through the flowers, it feels a bit, yeah, if you're talking through the flowers. And as long as we don't listen through the flowers when God speaks. So as we all know, we're celebrating the birth of Christ. The birth of Jesus on earth. It is a deep, deep matter. In the beginning of the week, I thought, seeing it's Christmas, let me start to read in the different books about the birth. And the more one reads, the more you realize we will probably never grasp the full extent of it. I think our small minds can never grasp it. And as I studied it, it was almost as if I'm diving into the ocean. You don't know where, how far it goes to the right, how far it goes to the left. You cannot comprehend the depth of it. You cannot comprehend the detail of it. There's so much in it. But my prayer is that God reveals to each one of us that 
which we need to understand. I don't feel adequate to even explain it. But if God speaks to us, we will understand. And I believe if we understand this, maybe we'll see life different. So let's think about it for a moment. Christ in heaven, King of kings, Lord of lords, the one who created the universe. The one who spoke and through his speaking, the universe came about. The one who created me and you. The one to who all power is given. Became man. Came down from his glory and became equal to me and you in flesh. From his glory became like us. Same body, same emotions, same difficulties, same needs. That he came down and became like us in the flesh. Not in spirit, but in flesh. For our sakes. Not for his sake. For our sake. How is such a thing possible? How is such a thing possible that God from his glory has seen it fit to be equal to us in flesh? Can we even begin to grasp it? Can we even begin to understand it? But if we can just grasp a small bit of that, just a small little bit, it must change our lives. Our lives must be different for understanding a small bit of it. I read these days about a man who wanted to write a book about a certain tribe. Not sure whether it was one of the, the Indian tribes in America, but he wanted to study them. 
wanted to see how they do things, how people around them do things. And so he spent a lot to make himself like those people. Medically, he colored his skin, changed his hair, did everything so that he's one like, like them. And so that he can live amongst them and study them. And people says, what a sacrifice this man made. He's given his life for this purpose. Oh, what a person he is. But how much more God from his glory to come to us. For his purpose, for the purpose he wants to meet, for us, for what he wants from us. So I will try and just put a few thoughts together. How he came, if you study how he did it, we should learn from that and why he did it. And how sad would it be if that purpose is not met. In my life and in your life. If after all that, if Christ from his glory became man, such a huge event, and it doesn't meet the purpose in my life. How will I ever be able to stand before him? I've been reading some of these cards that was handed out or some got at the 70-year anniversary. If you don't have it, get yourself one. I'm not promoting the tape room, but go and buy yourself one. It's quotes from Reverend Stegan, a verse and just a sentence what he said. And it's amazing if you read it. You can't stop. So I've got a few cards here and I'll read them as I go along. 
the first one I want to read says, What a great day it was when Jesus came into our world for our sake. He came to set us free from our sins. He was, his flesh was as our flesh so that he could save us. He became flesh like us, for us. And it's amazing when you study this, how it's referred to throughout the Bible. Such a great matter. You read about it in the Old Testament. You read about it when it happened. And you read about it in the New Testament right up until Revelations. Such a great event. The whole Bible speaks of it. So forgive me if I read a few more verses in different places. Just for, for different points. So the first point I'd like to read Philippians 2, verse 5 to 8. And I'm reading in the Amplified Version. Amplified. And the first point speaks about Christ's humility. So second Philippians 2, verse 5 to 8. Philippians 2. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you which was in Christ. Let him be your example in humility. That's the first thing, humility. Verse 6, who although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness and attributes, attributes which make God God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped and retained. Verse 7, But stripped himself of all privilege and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant, slave, in that he became like men and was born a human being. 
Kepa wazitela, etabata isimo sengegu, enzuwe njengu mfanegiso wabandu. Stripped of everything that made him God. Not even retaining the equality with God. Gave up everything. Verse 8, And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. And a based means to be humiliated, to be disgraced, dishonored, stripped of all his honor. For you and for me. This must be the biggest humiliation, forgive me for the lack of the, the right word, the biggest humiliation in the existence of the universe. Just think of it, the biggest humiliation in the history of the universe for me and you. Just this very fact should stir us to serve him like never before. Just knowing this should change our lives. Because if we realize that, we will know a small part of the God we serve. Or maybe, maybe if we realize what he gave us, we will realize that we need to give our lives to him. In full, 100%. And maybe if we understand this, we will realize that if I give only part of my life, it will not be enough. And even if I give 99%, it will not be enough. How will I stand before God that's given his life? How will I explain to him that this I couldn't give you? And that's why I say again, and forgive me for repeating, but if we could understand a small part of this event that we are celebrating today, maybe our lives will be different. 
uma singaqonda ingxenye encane yalolusuku esilgubha namhlanje impilo zethu zingaguquka but let us be when god reveals something to us if he opens our eyes to that let's be obedient and do it kodwa sibe abantu umunkulunkulu esivezele ukuthize noma kancane silalele bese siyakwenza lokho are our lives examples of humility ngabe impilo zethu ziyizibonelo zokuthobeka na can people say that person is humble abantu bangasho yini bathi sibanibani uthobekile if not we not following his example uma kungenjalo asilandele isibonelo sakhe and the purpose for him coming is not met nenhloso nomgomo ukufika kwakhe awukaphelelisi when i thought of it i thought when jesus came he came in fullness ngesikhathi ngiyicabanga lendaba ngacabanga ukuthi ngesikhathi ujesu eza weza ngokuphelelisa meaning he was even prepared to be born as a baby okuchaza ukuthi wayekulungele nokuthi azalwe engumntwana it's significant kuyindaba enkulu he could have appeared done what he had to do but no he came just think of it he came as a baby the lowest of the lowest ngoba wenga vele njaqhamuke enze lokho ezokwenza kodwa cha waqhamuka nje ngomntwana waqhamuke ingane umncinyane kunabo bonke and he grew up as a child wakhula emntwaneni bakhe he grew up as a child wakhula naye ngomntwana had the difficulties of a child wabhekana nokunzima bomntwana but yet without sin kodwa nokho engenasona now children no matter how old you are whether you are 2 or 3 or 5 do you realize that jesus was once your age nalike ingane nakubona eminyaka engakanani uyaqonda yini ukuthi ujesu wakwaba kule minyaka okuyo nawe there is a time in history when jesus walked the earth at your age kunesikhathi esikhona emlandweni la ujesu wahamba kulomhlaba ekulemnyaka okuyona you can say but i'm a child i'm young i'll still serve him one day he was a child ungashu tangu sengane ngisemncane ngiyomkhonza nami ngolunyusuku kodwa ndaye weyingane nje ngawe and without sin futhi engenasona don't think you're too young and you can't serve him now and you can't do as much as you should he was once a child ungacabanga ukuthi hayi ngisengane ngengimkhonza ngendlela engifisa ngayo naye wakoba ingane do we follow christ's example in humility siyasilandeleni sibonelo sika kristu ekuzithobeni na i'll read another card zofunda elinye lalamakhaya if you want revival pray to become nothing then god can work umofuna imvuselelo khulekele ungabi lutho ilapho uNkulunkulu osebenza another card there is no grace if you still see yourself better than others elinyikhada ukhumusa uma wena usayibona ungcono kunabanye 
These are hard words. But true. We want God to work through us. We need to have his humility and his humbleness. Christ was prepared to be humiliated for us. But yet at times we are embarrassed to say we are Christians. Yet there are times where you say, but should I say this, what will the people think of me? Maybe you sit in a restaurant and you say, should I pray, shouldn't I, what will the people think of me? And we do not what we know we should do. Dear Christians, Christ was humiliated for us. We are sinning if we are embarrassed for him. We are sinning if we are ashamed of him. I'm not saying you must be unwise, but there's a difference between being wise and not being ashamed. If God tells us to do something, we must do it unashamedly. And when he wants me to speak, I need to speak. And if he wants me to speak to a person, I need to speak to that person. Otherwise, we're not following his example. Jesus came to earth to show us his love. You all know the verse, John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. His love towards us I won't say too much about it, but if you read it, Adam was created by God. Was not God's son, but created by him. If you can say it plainly without parents. But God's creation. But Adam and Eve brought in sin. Adam and now God has said, I will send Jesus not as my creation, but as my only son. 
Unkulunkulu wa settings o tumela uchesu. Enge onindalo kotwa e indota na yami ezele yotwa. It's far, far bigger and greater to send your own son. Kwe hindu enkulu kakulu ene siki uktumela indota na yako. Adam represents the sinful nature, the person trying to do it on his own, humanly. But Jesus now, as his son, comes to free us from that. Now listen to the Amplified. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up, he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts, clings to, relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. So Adam is our sinful nature, trying by ourselves, trying by our own strength. But Jesus, as it says here, is to trust in, to cling to, hold on, and to rely on. He's come so that we can rely on him and not on ourselves. Are we still like Adam? We want to try and do it our way? We know better? Or can we rely on Christ? And if I can't rely on Christ in everything I do, the purpose is not met. Another point, he came to fulfill his promises. Like you to turn to Isaiah 7, verse 14. There are many verses in the Old Testament that promises that God will come. Isaiah 7 verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the young woman who is unmarried and a virgin shall conceive 
and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Matthew prophet Isaiah is a sugar says, Commissa, if it's Leshumina, Nalocco, in Kosukobo, Yaguniga is born a Raliso, Pega in Tom, Yakulela, Isalindotana, Ibisica Malayo, Moguti, Emmanuel. In the Old Testament, God promised through the prophets that he will send his son. A testament in El Dalunkulunkulu Atembisa, Gaba prophet Guti. And my point I'd like to make is, he did it. Our God keeps his promises. I don't know if you sometimes feel it's all a waste, it doesn't work. Maybe disheartened. But I want to tell you today, our God keeps his promises. Every one of them, as he's promised here, I will send my son. He did it. And we must hold on to those promises. We let God down, not him, us. Our lives let him down. I remember one day, I think I've said it here before, I went to Reverend Stegan and said, there are some days that's difficult. Not all the days are the same. There are some days that it's just difficult. And he said to me, in those days, put your emotions aside and hold on to God's promises. Why there are times where we need to hold on to God's promises. Of course, we must do our, our part. Of course, I must keep my life clean. I must do his will. I must do that what I must do. But God's promises he will keep. And if he gives you a word, if you pray and you say, Lord, help me, and he gives you a word, hold on to it. He will not let you down. Another point. point. Jesus came to save us from our sins. I'll read a verse in Matthew 1. Forgive me for reading all the verses, but there are hundreds of verses that refers to that. It's amazing. This great event is referred to in 
many places. So Matthew 1 verse 21, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. In Hebrew means Savior, for he will save his people from their sins. That is, prevent their failing and missing the true end, the true end and scope of life. Which is God. In Sorry, just one point on the previous verse in Isaiah. Emmanuel means God with us. When he sent his son, God was with us. And even now, it's a promise that God will be with us. So in Matthew 1 verse 21, he will come to save us from our sins. He will save his people from their sin. Has that purpose been met in our lives? He's come to take us out of sin. Has that purpose been met in our lives? Or are we still living in sin? Has the Christ child done its work in our lives? Is it, is it our purpose and our aim and our striving for that we don't sin? Yes, we will make mistakes. Yes, there are times where we need to go and put things right. But is it my heart's desire to make it less and less every day? Is it my heart's desire that I'm faced with a situation? Maybe yesterday I got upset. And today when I'm at that situation, I say, Lord, I'm not going to make that same mistake. Please help me. Is it something that I'm aware of that I shouldn't do the wrong thing? He's come to save us from it. But if we're still busy with sin, the purpose is not met. And all this humiliation in your life and in my life if we sin was for nothing. 
embilenyam na sembilenya kumasashele sonweni kushuti konge loko kuizeleze. Has that purpose been met in my life? People don't like to talk about sin. Nowadays there are many that say you may not talk about sin. You must talk about God's grace, about his forgiveness. And yes, it's true. But if we keep on sinning, we reject that grace. We take it and we throw it away. And it will be our own fault. I'm reading another card. I think I played it a while ago, but I'll, we can remind ourselves of this. Get yourself these cards. It's amazing. They're even in Zulu as well. The Zulu, the Zulu and English. Reverend Stegan said, My business is not to do miracles, not to preach the gospel, not to save souls, but to do his will. And I know his will for me is that there is nothing between him and me that the relationship with him is unbroken. Is it our desire daily to say, Lord, I want it to be unbroken? I remember a story of a preacher. And they said always before he goes to bed, he would pray a long prayer. And they were staying in a room with him, and they know he would pray. Just to himself. But they could see he's praying every night. And those days, they were up very many hours, coming home late, going out early. And the people in the room were watching him. Now he's come in, two o'clock in the morning, he's tired, he had a long day. They want to see, is he going to pray again? And this specific day, they say, it was very busy. They could see he's tired. He's not going to be able to pray a long prayer. And they watched him when he came in. 
And I thought, let's see if he prays today. And then he prayed and he spoke softly so they could hear. Not aiming at them, but he spoke softly. And he went on his knees and he said the following. And I heard it as a true story. And he went on his knees and he said, Lord, there is nothing between me and you. And he said, Amen. And he went to bed. He knew there is nothing between me and my God. Can we pray that prayer? Can I pray that prayer before I go to bed? He has come to save us from our sins. Has that happened in my life and in your life? Jesus was born from the Virgin Mary. I wonder what Joseph thought the first time he realized what was happening. Can read it on the same page where we read just now, Matthew 1, verse 18 to 20. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place under these circumstances. When his mother Mary had been promised in marriage to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And her promised husband Joseph, being a just and upright man and not willing to expose her publicly and shame and disgrace her, decided to repudicate and dismiss, divorce her quietly and secretly. But as he was thinking this over, I wonder, as he was thinking this over, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Esazinda, esazinda ngaloko, pega ingelosi nkosi abonagala guyo ngepupo iti Josefa ndota nagata vite unga sabugu mtata umare umgako kukuba loko kuleleyo kungomoya onwe. As he, Joseph, was thinking about this, I wonder what went through his mind. Alesas kachu Josefa just think of it. He's an upright man. She's an upright person. And now this. 
Aukutabangisise loku, ukoto uchosefa, ukoto Maria, manje sekveli ndabenzi. I think his world must have felt as if, as if it came to an end. But he was thinking about it, and I'm saying that thinking, maybe it's praying, maybe it's asking the Lord, maybe it's having an open mind, whatever it might be. But Joseph pondered upon this. What should I do in this terrible situation? But because the way he pondered on it, God could speak to him. The angel could appear to him and tell him God's plan. And because he was on the station, this, what he must have thought is terrible, turned out to be wonderful. If we serve God faithfully, we need to reckon with him. Even if things look as bleak as they can look. Even if we think it's the end of the world. Even if we think I'll never get out of this mess. I'm saying mess because humanly you look at the situation you think it's a mess. But if we in tune with him, even in that situation, he can show us I'm in control. I'll read another code. We are in danger of missing out on the Lord if we focus on our own problems, bitterness and disappointments. Joseph was disappointed. Our bitterness and disappointments, feeling we have been wronged and focusing on that. We will miss out on God's plan if we focus on that and not on him. We will miss out on God's working if we don't reckon with him. If we give up hope in that situation, we'll miss out on his working. Unless by his grace he shows us 
es wesse. I'll rush on because of time, just to mention a few still. Last night we looked at the player of the little donkey. Wonderful play, wonderful message. But at one stage, the wise men came and they put their gifts in front of the baby. And another reason why Jesus came, I realized that we can praise him. That we can praise him. Do we do that enough? We owe everything to him. I don't know if we praise him enough. And maybe even thank him enough. He came and the angel announced tidings of great joy. Great joy. Is that joy still with us? Is that joy still with me to serve God? Like, like it was on day one? When I met him the first time? Do I still have that joy and excitement? He came to bring us joy. Is there still joy when I read my Bible? Is there still joy when God speaks to me? Can I still say I overflow with joy? He's come to bring us joy. I read a story of the, a member of the Supreme Court of America for 30 years. They say he was the best of the best. And he said, one day he said, I would have become a preacher. But then he said, but if I look at the preachers and they all look to me like undertakers, I decided I'm going to do something else. Is there no joy in you serving Christ? Joy in such a way that your children see the joy in you. Joy that those around you see God's joy in it. Our children must say, I want that. I see the joy in it. I see the joy in it. It's wonderful to serve Christ. Do you still have that joy? That you had at first? 
He came to bring light into a dark world. Are we a light there where we are? If my surroundings are dark, can people say there's the light? If they where I go, can people say there's something different? He's come to bring peace. Now just read this in Luke chapter 2 verse 14. It says, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. Men of goodwill of his favor. That's still in the Amplified. In the other translation, it says, peace on earth, to those with whom God is pleased. Isn't that amazing? Peace to those who we are pleased with. Do you have that peace? Do we have that peace? Maybe God's not pleased with my life. And that's why I don't have that peace. He's come to bring us peace. He's come to heal the sick. And there are many more reasons one can say. You can go and read it. There are also other other things when Jesus came, which was difficult. He had opposition. Herod killed all the little babies. And he had to flee. Sometimes we also need to flee. And the list goes on and on and on. Think about it. Go and read about it. Has God's purpose for sending his son been met in my life? Has that purpose been met fully in my life? Is If not, make haste to sort it out. If I know there's something, Don't leave it. Don't hesitate. Do it. 
you'll never look back. And just in closing, one thought. God has done a lot for us. He has shown us the way. He sent his son to us. And we've received a lot. And I'll close with this one card. Like Herod, Satan is not pleased about the birth of Jesus in you. As the king wanted to kill Jesus, the devil will want to kill Jesus in your heart. Be on your God. At the same time, that what we've received, that what God has shown us, that what we've experienced, guard it with all your heart and all your strength. That's what God has shown us through this work. Let's guard it with everything in us. Because the devil will be out to destroy it. And how even more sad if the purpose was met and then we lose it after that. Dear Christians, has Jesus coming to this earth, has his purpose been met in my life and in your life? Let's do it. Let's be prayerful before the Lord. When he speaks to us, let's be obedient and let's guard it with all our hearts. And then we look forward to maybe one event that will be bigger than this event. I'm just speaking humanly. When God comes again, then we can look forward to that day when God comes again. Just think of it. Thank you. Well, we could have sat for a few hours and just be challenged by this word that has come to us this morning. And we praise God that we can cling to this Christ child in all circumstances. 
If you let go, you will be swallowed by the enemy's plans and God's plan will not be fulfilled in your life. So he denied himself, left heaven, heaven's palaces for you and for me. Was it Dela? Was she a is God was a Sesuini? Ezagimina Nagwe. I'll deny yourself day by day. Now is Dele Usugunusu. Cry to him. Let your cry in the first instance be to him that his will will take place in your life. Kala guye, kala wako kube guye, uguba intando yake, yenze kempilu niyako. We may not miss out. We have no choice. Friend, you have no choice. Christ has come to you, what is your response? Singa la tegel, wa ikwe ngindela, akukogu nyuketa ngaloku, u kristu uzile gitina, wenu pendulutini na. Let us pray. As tenders. Lord, would you break every, every unwilling heart Grant us humbleness that we can deny ourselves that we can live in obedience day by day. Please remind us of these words that are life to us. Please correct us where we go astray. That we can have your mind, the mind of Christ, ruling our minds. So we pray that as we part, that our parting would be pleasing to you. Where we need to make right, that we will do it. That you will have of our hearts that are totally surrendered to you. Take every coming day of our lives into your hands. That 
that your name can be glorified day by day. We pray that you would be gracious to us, that we can see you at work in our hearts and minds. We ask this so that your name would be glorified in all. In the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The Lord keep you.